I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Well, hey, Trav. How you doing today, buddy? I mean, I am doing as well as any other day that we've recorded on. Well, that's good. So we're we're say average then. Average would be how you're doing. Average, yeah. I am uh I am certainly average, yes. In every way. Every way. All right. So we rolled another thing today, sir. That's why we're that's why we're here. So yeah, speaking of things, the we, we rolled up uh timelines and RPGs. Timelines yes. and RPGs. So there you go. That sounds like a I don't know, the the first part of that sounds like a Paul Walker movie, rest in peace, brother. Um so timelines, what what do you mean? Yeah, so when I when I picked or when I wrote this topic on our list originally, <laughs> I think one of the things I was thinking of was it's always tough to move a timeline in a tabletop RPG. There's so many that have tried and have failed because they moved it too far or Okay, so you're talking. You're specifically talking about the passage of time and time having an effect on the campaign setting itself. Yeah, well, I think yes. I think there's two different levels this can this can work at, right? So the first is the level of like the setting itself, exempt from any of us as players playing in it, right? Right. Um, and the second is within our campaign, the timeline moving and advancing still independent of the character's exact actions. Okay. And so the first one is like um this the whatever the static portrait of the world um that we play in front of changes suddenly like it becomes a new portrait. Yes. So there's a different landscape in that Bob Ross painting we sit beside when we play. Um but the second one is we're dancing around inside that painting and it's moving the colors around. Yeah, that's yes, absolutely. And and let me give a couple quick examples of the first. I think that one's um got got some really really big ones out there. And and this is a thing that has been troublesome for a lot of different games. So let's go to a game This is where... a normal thing. This is a normal thing for non-tabletop RPGs. This is like a standard fare for your computer game RPGs, things like that, uh, and PC games that are um built like like they'll, they'll make a series of these games and things will constantly change and shift like the backdrop always is always changing never changing that's what keeps it interesting um but tabletop is a different situation i guess yeah i think people in general favor things being either static or moving very slowly so, so like me, a singular preference you think i think so i like i think well or at least a, a weighted a weighted decision yes there you go absolutely a majority decision how about that um, the let's take Battletech. Okay, the reason I pick Battletech is because every book in Battletech is it's all like an all a new age, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's stapled with the year <laughs> it's sort of set on it. Yeah. Right? all the technical readouts. Right. So release a book, and the year number ticks over, <laughs> like it moves. Right. Yeah, it's a constantly moving target. If you release technical readout 3052, that means the timeline of Battletech has advanced to at least 3052, right? Yeah. And the other interesting reason I pick Battletech is because over the eras of play, from, say, like, Star League, which is, like, the 2700s, it's, it's set in our world just far in the future, seven, eight hundred years in the future. Um, So Star League, which is, like, 2750-ish, 
And then you go out to like the Jihad era, which I think is like 3,400 or something or pretty, pretty deep in. Maybe it's 3,100. Yeah, maybe it's 3,150 or something. I don't remember exactly. But the point is you can play. They have rules for playing in all the eras within there. So the timeline has. So, so clarifying this, would, <clears throat> this is about MechWarrior, not Battletech, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, correct. Because Battletech's not an RPG, I guess, that we couldn't really consider a tabletop RPG on its own. Fair enough. Totally fair. Um, they have rules for playing in each of the eras, which is funny to me because that implies that the PCs cannot make major changes to the timeline. Otherwise, you start diverging timelines, right? Like, if if what is described to, in the next era is going to come to pass, but we're playing in a previous era, one of two things then either immediately happens. Either we can't have a sizable impact on the inner sphere enough to change the timeline in a major way. Or if we do, now we have to have our own story of what happens going forward. Right. And so all that other uh, material has yeah. no value to us. That produces some difficulties. It really does. Um, it's a, uh, it feel it feels like a um, I don't know, like you're shackled to that uh, timeline. Yes, and and they're the reason they're doing that is because the reason they have that in there, right, is because the the eras that go to pass, but the difference between say Star League and the Secession Wars and the Jihad period, whatever, they're very different. The mechs, the technology, the nations, the peoples, the, it's all different. Different themes, different tones, different adventures, different things. And so because the timeline advances and radically changes the world when it does, the world meaning lots of planets, you know, the world. Um, yeah, the landscape that you play on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it means that you as a player may enjoy the elements of a certain time period and want to play in it. But then you sort of have to, like, remove from your brain the meta knowledge, right? Of right. The notion, else. the notion that what you do isn't going to change the future. Yes, or that you know the future, right? Just even being aware. Right. Yes, you know, you know what's coming. Yeah. Right, and it's hard, I think, to separate that. You compare that to something like the Forgotten Realms, where you had from second edition, it was set at a certain point. In third edition, it moved forward like four years, right? And just some very small things shifted around. And so third edition, it took place between like 3062, I think, or something, and 3072. That's, I don't know, that's definitely the case. That's just sort of my memory of it. Um, and so you had things like in second edition, you had like the Randall Morn trilogy, right? So Daggerdale is controlled by the Zentarum, and there's a series of adventures where you help put Randall Morn back in power in Daggerdale, right? Right. Yeah, it, it, it moved enough to allow for new scenarios. Yes, and then by the time you advance, Randall Morn is in charge, and eventually his son or whatever is in charge, and Randall Morn has died. But, like, that has all happened, but it's all this slow progression. And then you go to, like, 4th edition, and the timeline, like, leaps forward 100 years, and everything changes, and everybody gets real mad. Because in the world of D&D &D and the expectations of Forgotten Realms, there wasn't this play in the time period you like, right? It was, there's a certain present, and that's where the story takes place. Mm -hmm. Here's the new one. You're stuck with it. Yes. So to me, this is a tough thing to navigate as a game evolves, right? So 
so then I, I want to turn this back to you because I've been rambling now that I've set this all up for seven minutes. Um, what, what do you like you personally? What do you think yeah. has value and what do you like? Because there's, there's, do you want an ever present? And if such, do you want a slow progression? Do you mind mm-hmm. a big leap? Lots of games have gotten in trouble with that big leap, right? Traveler's another one that burned a lot of bridges with the big leap. But go ahead. I'll shut up now. I mean, for, for me, it's, uh, it's a mixed bag as, as everything is. I, <clears throat> I find value in, in the, the leaps in timelines. Um, and I also, I also feel, sometimes I feel uh, very, um, very much like a traveler out of time because sometimes those change the changes that happen change the landscape of a game so much that it doesn't even look like the same game to me anymore. Right. Um, especially for, for games that are specifically tied to their, to their setting. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about like, like, like generic games or anything like that. I'm talking about tied to setting type games. Um, I, uh, I know like, I think the, the first time I experienced this was, the, the the like that the whole like time time shifting and timelines completely changing um just because they decide to shift things forward what was like the dragonlands um setting ah great um, example which was a nightmare uh yep. really to, to 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 people who love the dragonlands setting itself um because it just complete it, it not only changed the landscape which is this is a different example of course but it changed the landscape but it also changed the rules like they they made they they changed the game as as well as the setting, uh, the settings timeline. Like they they changed they shifted things forward so many years, and then they tacked a whole bunch of new rules onto that time change. So that ruined my experience with with this this kind of thing right out of, right out of the gate. Um, it was one of the earliest examples of this, um, and I don't I don't like it when it when it's done so in such a jarring manner. Um, so I don't know, like Dragonlance is the worst. Um, it was the worst to me. Well, let me, let me say a couple things about that. I think you just hit on such a good point. Almost all of these massive time jumps that happen in games, as I'm thinking about this, also signaled a massive change in the rules, right? So let's go through. So just off the top of my head, you mentioned Dragonlance. Great example. It went to yeah. Dragonlance what, 5 or something, right? It was what it was called, like 5 five era or 5th age or something. 5th age, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And the rules were completely different. Now, I would argue the rules for 5th age, if taken alone, were actually quite genius and innovative. They were super ahead of their time. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my, my gripe certainly wasn't about the rules being good. Um, it was about the rules not being the same game I was playing before. It's just exactly. a different game. It was just yes. like, here, you were playing Scrabble, now you're playing Monopoly. Yep, exactly. So it didn't matter. The problem was they wanted to change the rules. So to justify and and help the rules change or something, they also right, shoot changed. the timeline forward to change the expectations. Traveler, same thing. They blew forward a whole bunch. Traveler, the new era, right, is right. what it was called. Totally and your forgotten rules. realms incident that you that your incidents you were speaking of were also yep. tied to different rules changes in in the main Dungeons and Dragons sector. The signal to fourth age, yep, exactly. Being like, oh well, now we need to we need to rewrite the setting to encapsulate Dragonborn and all this other nonsense that we fit in the world and and make all this stuff that we designed fit somehow. Um, Warhammer recently did this, right? They when they did their end times and blew up their old world, and then we moved to the Age of Sigmar. They uh, 
they changed the rules, and so as a result, they also massively changed the setting. Um, a lot. So, I think that perhaps often these big time jumps are um, are negatively received because they almost always go so, along So, they're going hand-in-hand hand with the rules change. Yeah, yeah. Rules, and rules changes are bound to bring out the the you know the angry public um yes. you know usually usually it's just a vocal minority um because these things you know unless they're actually bad so that, that can happen these things can actually be bad but usually it's just a vocal minority and um but yeah they, like they go along with with the rules changes and so put changing so much at once you're changing the rules you're changing the entire game basically instead of picking a an element of the game to slowly change and try to work in you know Go, go slowly, go softly, you know, <laughs> ease into it. No, this is a whole change. Big, big deal. Big problems. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really think that's the case. So that's probably why, why uh, like, uh, why they're negatively received, because they're changing so much at once, um, especially to the, and they're, and they're changing these, um, these, these kind of monuments that, that of gaming, you know, in, in these examples, like D Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so, yeah, that's why you're going to get some problems with it, and people are going to feel out of place. Um, and I, I am with that for, you know, in some ways, because, because like, you, you ask how I, how I feel about these things. Well, I like the snapshot. I do like having the snapshot to fall back on. It's an easy in. Um, and what I mean by snapshot is just like a single moment in time uh, as far as a game goes. So, um, like, that Forgotten Realms in the second edition era was a snapshot like that. It was like a period of time uh, in which you you could... You had you could you could build a familiarity with, and then create characters and stories within it comfortably without having to go outside of the lines too much. Right. Um, now that's also a crutch. That's also a bad thing, um, which is why these time timelines happen. I think the, these changes in timelines because the change needs to happen to keep things interesting. Um, but uh, but I think it's it's valuable to have snapshots to play off of. Um, but I also think it's important to move things forward, even though I get those those negative feelings that we were just speaking of um, when we talk about uh, uh, how how games the, the the entirety of the game changes at once. I, I agree. I, I think that it's funny too because as I'm sitting here thinking about this, and this is it's hilarious because this is a revelation to me. I hadn't honestly put this together before I before we've been discussing it. I didn't think about this implication when I wrote the topic. But I think it's inviting negative feelings about the newest changes in your game. I want to change the mechanic. Fine. Why do we as game designers then feel compelled to also rocket forward our timeline? Why do we feel compelled to more or less destroy the experience of the world that, that people had a connection to? Right? Couldn't it just be a small advance in time with mostly the same world, but now there's different rules. Is that yeah, going that to be so such a dissociation for us as the players? The problem is some of these things we're talking about are tied so directly into, um, like the lore of the game is tied directly into the rules of the game. Like, like Battletech mech warrior are, they're deeply rooted in each other. Um, so, so if, if you wanted to change the rules and the, and the time, it would, it would all happen at the same time. Um, so like, um, and okay, let's look, look like, if you look at Shadowrun, 
and you you look at like second edition and like fifth edition or whatever, um, you'll see you'll see that like they they shifted the timeline forward, and uh, they 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 did it at the same time as the rules because the rules changed in a way that makes things work differently. Um, because the world works differently, you have to change the rules to do so, right? I, I don't know. If, I don't know how to make this this point clear. Honestly, um, it's like if magic works one way now and then works some way a different way later, you have to change the rules to reflect that. Okay, right. so they go yep. hand in hand. Yep. Um, it's that that Dragonlance shift that happened with with I guess uh, magic. If they in, yeah 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 the, the Dragonlance thing. That's what happened, and so they were forced to do. Like either they decided to change the world, and they were like, "Well, the rules don't work anymore," or they decided to change the rules, and they were like, "Well, the world doesn't work anymore." You know? Yeah, I think that was the impression that they probably had. I'll, I'll be honest with you; I don't know if I buy it. I really don't. I think in most cases, are they just like, "We need to make money, so do something"? No, I think it's the easy way out. What I mean by that is, I think that as a designer, you and I get it. You look at it and you're like, well, I've totally changed the expectations. So my solution is to jump forward the timeline and totally redesign the world, right? To fit my mechanics better. But here's the thing. I think there's a perfect answer here. But I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think people would be happier if you just did a small jump forward, kept the world mostly how people expected it, but introduce some new element into it that changes the expectations up enough without totally destroying everything and all the characters. Cause that's the other thing. When you do these big time jumps, you often lose all the, the, the sort of named characters. People have got yeah, the love, attachment. Right? Yeah. So without destroying all of them, you can, you can do a slight jump, make some new thing happen. I'll give you an easy example. Forgotten realms itself had the time of troubles right where the gods came down and walked around yes. on earth. And that totally changed things around in the in nature of like what expectations were and, and all this kind of stuff. You could have another event like that. Right. Right. Without shifting the timeline a hundred years and making all care, all the characters you knew die. <laughs> yeah. Old age. Exactly. It, it seems just as reasonable. Um, I, I don't know why I think it's the lazy way out. I think it's a crutch. To just say, well, now it's a thousand years in the future. Everything you knew before is gone. Here's the new thing. Yeah, and there, I, I I agree with you to a certain extent. There's, of course, to, to soften it, uh, as as I tend to do. There are other reasons to do things like that to change the, to you know, may have huge shifts in the way, you know, in the timelines and the way things are set up in the world. Um, there are other reasons than just because it's the easy way out. But I but I agree with you for the most part. Yeah, I think the advantages are probably could be pretty simply summed up by, um, you know, eventually you can kind of run out of space as a writer, as a storyteller, right, within a given world. Once you've mapped out all the corners and you you kind of have all the big events down, right, you can get to a point where it's like you really want you want to start exploring something new as a yeah. as a as an author and explore a new set of norms and expectations and sort of a reboot future shift can can do that i get that um and i think that is fair i can't you know in the end then we sort of get into like the discussion of who owns the creation right who uh, robot a town yes exactly it's it's the it's the star wars thing 
right? Of yeah. like, what right does the creator have to change the product versus mm-hmm. the the? But there's good news. Come to love it. Um, there's good news that I would say uh, for for those who who dislike that kind of change. Um, change doesn't make what happened before go away. Like the the old snapshots still exist. Like that's still a thing. Um, you play you play a war game uh, called uh, like Warhammer Fantasy Battle or something like that, right? Yeah, I play Age of Sigmar now as well as Ninth Age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a bunch. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of uh, miniature war game stuff, right? Yep. Uh, fantasy war game stuff, I guess. And I don't. You don't really do the whatever sci-fi stuff. I'm off track here. Um, you do all that, um, and that that game has been through like you know whatever 10, 10 to twenty different rules and world changes or whatever. Sure, it's like that things. A lot shifting. of major additions and a lot of major changes over its history. Yeah, you can always go back though. Like you can always go back and play those other the other snapshots in history. It just means you're not getting new content from that era. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think it is one of those things where you have to, as the creator of the content, you do have to advance the timeline and you do have to kill beloved characters, right? Like it is going to happen. But you're right. Once the book is out there, once the resource is out there. It's not like it has to be gone forever. I've went back and set, I have went back and set my Forgotten Realms games like in the Randall Morn Forgotten Realms time period happily, and it's been super fun. And I don't worry about the future. And I don't worry about the fact that it's going to branch the timeline or whatever. Like at that moment, I'm playing the future is a wide open book, way yet to be written. Right? Um, yeah. And I would say if you know if you're. Uh... If if you're a consumer of what of the of you know these these games that are being changed as far as their timelines and stuff like that, then and and you rely so heavily on the content that they produce, uh, that you should maybe take a look at what you're doing and try try and be a little more creative, you know? Because I mean, if you're so tied into what the timeline is and and the, the how how that affects the game, um, or whatever, then then maybe you should just consider not doing that. You know, you don't have to like this. These things, these things aren't aren't laws. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just a just a just a thing. So uh, here's what I'm going to do, Trav. I think we need to break out the second topic into another episode, which is the how to properly advance timelines in your game, like time jumps and stuff like that. Because I think I could easily do another 20, 25 minutes on that topic. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I feel like that's a separate one, so we're gonna come back to that one in a part two at some point. Yeah, and um, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of time passage of time in gameplay. So yep. not necessarily in game writing, but in gameplay, I think passage of time is very important. Um, so yeah, sure. So if you had to to sum up advice for somebody who's looking at who's who has a world and they want to they they're maybe they're looking at at they're designing it, what do you think your advice would be? What would you ask? of the designers out there who are doing new editions of these games, who are thinking about radically advancing their timeline. Well, I really feel like the, uh, the, what, what we can take out of what we just talked about is, is just one, one specific thing. And that's, and that's, uh, having, having a kind of gradual, um, kind of, uh, evolution move. Yeah. A, an evolution. In, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a gradual evolution into the changes you want to make in the world. Um, because the, the, the big jarring movements of, of like, uh, what, like what we described in the Dragonlance thing are, are, are so jarring that it, it will turn people away from your game. So consider doing things in smaller increments, incremental changes are probably a better idea. Um, 
unless your new idea is so good, and it's probably not. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. It's yeah, probably yeah. not. It's probably just okay, like yep. most things are just okay. Um, you should consider just just dialing it back a little bit. I'm not saying don't change. I'm just saying change a little little more slowly so people have the opportunity to uh, adjust to those changes uh, and to accept them. And then if you do that, uh, your audience will likely be more accepting in the future of changes you make because they they can they can trust in the changes you're making. So that's what I would say. I think I think that's what, that's what we can take away from it. Um, yeah, I want to I want to add one little addendum to your point. Okay. I agree with you completely, and here's what I'll say. Even if you need to use a big cataclysmic event, don't just make that happen off-camera. Allow, 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 allow your, get your, your consumers to be part of it. Yes. So you remember the different... You remember Aliens to Aliens 3, Trav? Duh. Let me, let me remind you. What sort happened. of. That's a, that, it, was, it was the action movie to the prison movie, right? Correct. But let me sum up what I mean here, because it's going to tie in. Spend all of Aliens trying to save Newt and um, and and Hicks or whatever, right? Along with, and then, yeah. and then they and Ripley get out. And they survive, and they escape. Everybody else is dead, but it's this moment of, of like, we, we did it. It's a great victory, right? We survived against this these strange and human monsters. And we open up Alien 3. And Newt is dead, and Hicks is dead. Yeah, and Ripley is alive, and that's let's it. nullify all of the progress we made. Um, yes, yeah. by just taking it out of the equation, off camera, right? Right. So some things have to be done off camera, um, but I think you're right. Um, allowing it's about that would I think what you're saying it would it would be about finding the right moment um, to in, insert the the uh, outside influence of your consumer. Yes. What I'm saying is this. When you do time jumps and advance the timeline or have these big events, the, the time jump you should have should be boring time where nothing happens. Okay? Yeah. But that's never what people want to jump. They want to jump the whole universe flipping upside down. But I, as a player, I've invested emotionally into this world's progression. Don't right. rob me of experiencing the coolest moment in history, right? right? So allow you to be a part of it, yeah. Yeah, allow your players to be part of the amazing things that are happening that change the world. And if you do, then you can come out on the other side with a big change, but your players traveled there with you, not reading about it. Right, they, you know. they, they got the same scars as yes. you did on the journey, yes. so... They didn't so just rip open it. a new book and see it in a preface and go, oh, that's neat. A volcano erupted. That continent sank. Everybody I love died. And uh, now there's no more magic. Oh, that's cool. Well, I'm neat. Close book. Throw in trash. Right. Yeah. There you go. That's my final thought. Is that undesigned? Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely timelines and RPGs undesigned. There you go. Awesome. Very good. As always, we appreciate you listening, everybody. Don't forget, email is down below. Go ahead and shoot us a, a, a message. We always like that. Uh, if there's anything you want to hear us discuss uh, on, on the podcast, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, give us a rating or a review. That's always super nice. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.